Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, everyone. Producer Thim here. Uh, given everything that's been going on with Robert Wickens, we didn't feel right releasing an episode last week. We did record one before the Pocono race uh, at the track with an audience. Thank you uh, to Pocono Speedway for letting us do that, by the way. But uh, we didn't feel right releasing it. Um, we have that episode for you today. But before we get to that, um, if you would like to send Robbie a note of support, please use this address. Schmidt Peterson Motorsports. Attention Veronica Knowlton. That's K-N-O-W-L-T-O-N. 6803 Kaufman Road, Indianapolis, Indiana, 46268. If you'd like to get one of the Get Well Wiccans stickers or shirts, you can get those from Toronto Motorsports. All proceeds go to Conquer Now. The website for that is tomotorsports.com. To Robbie and Carly, um, we love you, we're pulling for you, and we're looking forward to you getting well soon. This episode you're about to hear was recorded before the Pocono race the night before with Paul Tracy as a guest. We hope you enjoy. This is Off Track with Inch and Rossi. All right, everybody, welcome to Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Hey. Well, should we, should we get started? Let's kick it off. These people have been waiting long enough. Although, <laughs> by waiting, I mean being massively entertained by a much better group of people. Yeah, and thank you, better-looking group of people. So, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no. Well, we're going we're gonna to start. We're just going to get right into it. Um, we actually have a representative from the state of Pennsylvania here. I uh, didn't do it. It wasn't me. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, Representative Doyle Hefley from the state of Pennsylvania. Thank you. This is a, quite an honor. Yeah. Don't lie. How much? This is oh, it is. This is awesome. Convenience. We know. How much the, trouble are we in? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I actually, I, I got a message um, to uh, to. They wanted to do a resolution last year. If you remember, we had uh, designated the infield at Pocono Speedway, Hinchtown, That's right. Uh, USA, uh, for oh, the duration of the race. Sit, they sit proudly on my mantle in the office. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so we got contacted again. But I got to tell you, I heard you know we we got some feedback from last year, and they said there was a lot of uh, aggressive driving, Uh-oh. a lot of speeding. <laughs> uh, some, there were some loud noises and some rowdiness in the what? infield, and uh, that's a pretty conservative town. Okay, look, look, every town's got a couple of bad eggs, all right? And I don't want to throw anybody under the, under the bus. I'll just say the one member, the one citizen that we know to be a little bit rowdy, a little bit irresponsible, well, like I said, I'm not going to throw anyone under the bus. Let's just say his name starts with A and ends with Alexander Rossi. But here's the thing. Connor and I left really early um, because we yeah. had to get to Kennedy to get a flight. I think it's, so I think it's actually it's some of the people that Connor used to invite over when Fair. he still lived at the house might still be hanging around Hinchtown. Yes. Oh. I apologize well, for all well, the I transgressions. Say, and, and we did look into that because I said, well, is there anybody else? And they said, uh, uh, Alexander Rossi. And I said, well, I said, well, uh, Mr. Hin- Hinchcliffe is from Canada, and they said, "Well, I said, well, where is Alexander Rossi from?" They said, "California." I said, "Well, give it to the Canadian." Yeah. <laughs> Good move. Good move. Surely, there, can we get like an Alexander Rossi porta potty somewhere? <laughs> 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 
We're literally in America. You know that, right? Yeah, but I just, I just want to commend you for the, for the awesome show that you're going to put on here tomorrow uh, and, and what you do every day. The, being up here at this track is just amazing. You look behind, you see, I can just see the speed. Uh, and, and it's still right now, but uh, just an amazing talent that you have and, uh, and what you do. Uh, so I am honored on behalf of the Pennsylvania State Senate and the Pennsylvania State House of Representatives to once again this year, we're going to give you another shot at it, All right. designate the infield at the Pocono Raceway as Hinchtown, USA, you, for the duration of the ABC 500 Verizon IndyCar Series race. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And I hope you guys know that if it's during the duration of the race, thank you, sir. This is uh, this largely means that you are the people he's talking about. All right, so let's try and step it up a notch this year, and by that I mean let's be louder, let's drive more recklessly, let's have more fun, and let's enjoy the hell out of this race, guys. Thank you, everybody, Thank for coming you. out today. Thank you so, Thank so much you. again. Appreciate it. Alex is super jealous right now. <laughs> but, Dude, but this is an actual thing. No, I know that. Yeah. <laughs> like this isn't like a like a sticky note. No, no, this wasn't printed off Microsoft Word. Yeah, this isn't like maybe your clip diploma. art. But, maybe clip art. Well, here's but, the thing. I mean, you've got like the key to California and stuff. Bet your, your ass, house, I do. So, yeah, like, but get, I, you lay off my no. piece of legislature. So here. I have a question. <laughs> what's your like? What's your law? Like, what's your thing? What's your motto? No Californians. <laughs> Off Track with Hinch and Rossi is a CastBox original. CastBox is the fastest growing and highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all your favorite podcasts. So, uh, again, thank you, everyone, for coming, and don't go here. Um, but with that being said, uh, we want to welcome a uh, very special guest, someone who you listen to quite often. Just put that right there. Um, <laughs> if you tune into IndyCar Races on NBC, Mr. Paul Tracy. Hey! Oh, I love that. Just so you know, <laughs> Paul did pick his own theme music. <laughs> Great choice, my friend. Great choice. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome, Paul Tracy, the thrill from West Hill, man. Well, it's good to be here. Um, so, yeah. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I got a different perspective today. We were on the pit lane, and it was actually nice seeing the cars go by at speed, because when you're way up top all the time, or you're in a, a booth, and you're watching on TV, you don't really get a perspective of the speed, and... Uh, I've never really stood down right close to the track here before, and it's awesome how fast the cars are. Did he interview you, James? He or? sure did. Oh, he sure I did. really wish he, you had said no, because no. I would have been able to hold that against you. <laughs> <laughs> that would have no. definitely made the podcast a little awkward. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Paul, I noticed you went right past me and straight to Graham. Uh, <laughs> no, he did. And so I was, I was kind of cracking a joke when we were down on pit lane there. Is it weird kind of leaving the uh, air-conditioned booth and getting you know getting a little bit sweaty and working yeah, a little bit harder? Yeah, a little sweaty. It was a little warm this afternoon, but... Uh, <laughs> I hope the weather tomorrow is going to be good. It's like I hope the rain has passed through that we just got, and it's going to be like this, and we'll make for a great race tomorrow. Was it harder being in pit lane because you didn't have your cheat sheet? Townsend was like, man, it's really tough. He goes, he goes, where are you in the championship? 
And I'm not gonna lie, I actually didn't know. And uh, he was like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm sorry, I should know that. He goes, yeah, so should I. I normally have my cheat sheet in like the Google machine. Is it, is it hard trying to keep all that um, stuff in your Well, head? I've never done it before in the pit lane with the headsets and there's this little box you gotta like talk to the, talk to the producer and then you gotta flick the switch the other way to turn on the mic and it was like a little bit nerve wracking getting used to all that and people telling you what to do while you're trying to interview somebody. And I tell what you what, man, it's hard to interview people. I tried to do this thing with Andrew Luck last week. <laughs> you can't even we get saw it. that. Who saw yeah. that? Hands up if you saw Alex's interview with Andrew Luck. It was a and great can interview. You, can you believe he did not ask him to come on the podcast? It's just it's just insulting to yeah, both right. of us. Mostly me. You don't really matter. Um, and I, I mean, I have a lot of respect for you guys because, like, it's not easy to think of something. Uh, on you the don't spot. want to ask a dumb question, right? Right. <laughs> and then you don't. Want, you want to have enough like follow up because they were like, oh, interview the coach, and I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> hey, coach, how did practice go? <laughs> yeah, it was really good. How was forty six doing today? Like, I, like what? you and don't know. You, you bring up a good point because you got the headset on, and so you're trying to listen to an interview, and then they're talking to you about how much time you have left. You, and what you've done a lot up. of like TV stuff, so it's it's yeah, like all these commercials. There's a lot going on. <laughs> Lord, where it's producers are talking to you and how much time you have and who you have to throw to next and what they want asked next and it's just there's yeah. a lot going on i i tend to like if somebody's talking to me i'm listening and i'm not talking so it's hard to talk and listen at the same time yeah no it's it is not it's not easy guys you see these guys running around pit lane with their headsets on their microphones you could probably do it but it's harder than you think it's harder than you think absolutely <laughs> i already said that he like, can't even I, talk to you guys here nobody's saying anything to him nobody's saying anything to him um but yeah, I mean, do you think in at the end of your career you would kind of do the whole commentator out? I mean, I think you could actually do it during your career. You're so <laughs> outspoken, and he could have uh, definitely done it during the 500. <laughs> Has anyone ever felt bad for Thim while listening to our podcast? Because we're sometimes no good. This is why you never feel bad for Thim, no matter how much. We dig on them. Uh, Alex, that's an interesting question, I, and I don't know the answer. I know the answer. It's, uh, who knows, man. It's I've had some really cool opportunities, like Paul said. I've been really lucky. I commentated on a lot of Paul's races in, uh, in Champ Car back in the day with, with Jeremy Shaw, which was a lot of fun. Um, but Keep your day job. Me. It pays a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, all right, so let's get into some questions for Paul. Uh can you talk to me through your Instagram? Like, <laughs> <Am> I? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, for real, with the hard-hitting journalism questions here for, for two weeks in a row. This is what the people want to yeah. know. Um, <clears throat> the duck face. <laughs> like, I, do, do, does anybody do, here follow Paul on deal? Instagram? The deal is, is the only reason I do it is because it makes people mad. So I t- <laughs> and people That's tell me, stop it. Do you get a, like, a lot of, like a lot of hate oh, yeah, comments? Like nonstop. <laughs> so I just, I just hit the heart button on their comment <laughs> and do it again. <laughs> you seem to be the kind of guy, and you always were in your career, that kind of feeds off that sort of stuff, right? I mean, you loved it when people were trying to like get down on you and get angry at you. and you know. I don't, it doesn't bother me to be called things or say you're a... Am I allowed to swear? There's too no, many kids. No, no, let's not do that. Absolutely not. Live audience, some young kids. It doesn't bother me yeah. to peop, people say things to me because I've been called everything a million times yeah. already, so it doesn't, doesn't bother me. One of my favorite things that you did really embracing something like that, and you may have gotten some backlash for it, I think it was mostly positive, though, was when you dressed up as Captain Quebec in Montreal, 
with the Nacho Libre mask and the Quebecois flag on your back. That was one Were of the Were you guys racing things. there that weekend? Uh, yeah, Atlantics? I think the Atlantics was there. Yeah, that I had a guy, a guy literally chasing me around all weekend. He was everywhere I went wanting to fight me. Like he was at <laughs> well, the autograph the, the session, the and then he was it. at my rental car after practice, and then he was like at the parade, and he was like everywhere I went, this guy was like screaming and yelling at me that he wanted to beat me up. And no matter how many times I apologize, he won't let it go. <laughs> yeah. So, like, but give everybody the backstory as to, like, what, what that was all about. Well, I mean, I got into it with Tag, one at San Jose. San Jose, yeah. And then I had another incident the following weekend with Sebastian at Denver. Denver yeah. And then we went to Montreal. And Why don't I, you tell the story, James? <laughs> they, they had gone up to Montreal to do press, and I came in on a Thursday, and when I got there, they were like, they had been bad-mouthing me the whole week up there, so when I, as soon as I showed up at the track, I got to the, the track on Thursday, usually there's no media waiting by your truck on a Thursday to talk, talk to you. I show up, and there's like 10 journalists at the back of my truck waiting to, for a, a comment about what I thought about what they had to say, and that just started the whole thing going. <laughs> Alex and I are here to talk to you about Dollar Shave Club. I know what you're thinking. Two guys with beards talking about shaving, but Dollar Shave Club is so much more than that. Exactly. They have everything you need to get ready in the morning, looking and feeling your best. Shampoo, conditioner, hair gel, even nice wipes to, well, you know, wipe. Personally, man, I can't get enough of their amber and lavender calming body cleanser. I can't find anything like it in the stores. But why go to the store? Dollar Shave Club sends it right to your house, and everything they send is made from top shelf ingredients. Plus, they're affordable, and shipping is included in your membership. For five bucks, you can get their daily essential starter set. It comes with body cleanser, one wipe Charlie's, which is their amazing butt wipes, their world famous shave butter, and their best razor, the six blade executive. Keep the blades coming for a few more bucks a month, and add in shampoo, toothpaste, or anything else you need for the bathroom. Check it all out at dollarshaveclub.com slash off track. So speaking of these rivalries and everything, you've been outspoken this year about like what you want to see in IndyCar. Why? Like, like, why do you want to see rivalries? It's good. Enter- I, I like the entertainment of it. So it's more a personal <laughs> it's thing. More, it's more for selfish, me. Yeah, more for my personal. Yeah, I got yeah. it. It's true. I mean, sports rivalries are kind of what makes sports interesting. It's like we, we talk about this a lot. As um, Alex is a Patriots fan, 100%. you can you can boo now, um, right? So you know, like it's like the the rivalry between the Patriots and literally everybody else because no one else likes the Patriots. Well, let's let's ask the fans. Do you guys like rivalries, or you like everybody being best buddies and hanging out and having coffee? And <laughs> okay, wow. so well, all right then. All right. Well, um, I don't like your beard. I don't like your face. I don't like your attitude. Blue is an ugly color on you. Well, I hate it when mom and dad fight. Who's mom? <laughs> yeah, who's mom in this? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Again, we are taking applications for a producing position. If you have any experience, please send it to. Uh, there you go. Present company accepted. Who else? Who else do you think could could fill the role? Uh, who's got it in them? Veach. Veach is the nicest guy in the oh, world. Oh, Sage. No, he's got to be in the series. Yeah, Sage is Sage is a villain. 
Oh, so he um, can do it, but I can't? There really isn't anybody else. I mean, the thing with Alex, he's got such like a dry, sarcastic kind of comeback to everything. You know, it's like you don't really get angry. You just have like a nice, subtle dig. Oh, no, he, dig. Get, he gets angry, buddy. Yeah. He's going to listen to his radio. He gets angry. What? I, Hold on. Let's, you know what? I think the best one-liner that I've ever heard in the last 10 years was what you said about Chip when he was bad mouthed you in Texas about the accident or whatever. And, and yeah. you, your comeback was, well, that's cute. <laughs> that's, that's adorable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get it. You know, I mean, Chip, you got I would want my team owner to defend me. I would want, you know, that's what a team owner should do is defend his driver. But like literally no one else on earth thought that was anybody but Tony's fault. Even Tony thought it was his fault. Tony got out of the car and like immediately sent me a text message. Anyway. I yeah. mean, I think it was your fault. Like that time you didn't turn in, it turned three in Indy. <laughs> oh, so it's there's bad that, when I make fun of missing that, the five hundred. There's that dry, sarcastic voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't think he's being sarcastic. <laughs> there's a little seriousness there. Yeah, Alex, uh, when he was wa- when he <laughs> watched the great replay, story. this is a great. Do you want to tell it? No. <laughs> I think it's better if I tell it. They'll hate you less. Yes. Um, so Alex told me the story. This was back in 2015. I had an accident at the speedway, and. Uh, you know, suspension piece failed mid-corner, so middle of the corner of the car is kind of shot into the wall, right? Alex at the time, still over in uh, Formula eh, and uh, not not super well-versed in oval racing, watched this and was like, what an idiot, he just stopped turning. It's <laughs> true. So, like, luckily now I think you understand it's a little more complicated than that, but... Yeah, no, but at the time I was like, that guy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> He's watching me like nearly dies. Like sucks to suck. Yeah. God, I know more now. Don't don't hold that against me. But just just on the rivalry thing, kind of real talk for a second. I think because like in NASCAR you see it a lot more, right? Yeah. And part of it's I think because they can run into each other and so it's easier to retaliate. Trust me, there's been a lot of times where I wanted to run a guy off the road, but like that's a lot more dangerous doing what we do and a lot more expensive. But the other side of it is like if you got out of the car and gave an interview like Kyle Busch sometimes gives, right? I think we're all terrified of losing sponsors 100%. over it, right? Yeah. Like somehow he gets away with it, and Eminem's just loves him. Well, I think you guys, I think you guys underestimate your value. I, I think you can pretty much say whatever you do. want. No, no, because here's the thing: who are they going to? Already re- gotten in trouble. Who are they going to replace you with? What? Oh yeah, because <laughs> um, there's like, he has like 65 wins or something a year that he pulls out. Oh, Kyle, sorry. Kyle, yeah, right? I'm like Hunter Ray. What? So like he he can do that. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Fair. But like, I I don't think Verizon He's would love it if Will got out of No, but like, in in reality, who are they going to replace you with? The well, top let's see. twenty. The Connor top twenty Daly, guys Sage in this. Karam. No, I, I I get what you're saying. I get. What if you're you saying. want, if you want to run at the back, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. I mean, moving right along. If just if you had uh, a Mexican wrestling name, what would it be? Pablito. Pablito. <laughs> Mucho Pablito. Did you like have to go to a Halloween store to find this costume, or did you have it in your closet no, already? No, my, my uh, friend of mine was walking around downtown Montreal that night and just found the mat. Like, found was it Albert? Novelty As store. Yeah, it was, it was Albert. Albert, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Albert, and he <laughs> went in some novelty store and saw this mask. It was all kind of like happened in, in, in the moment. They showed up on the grid. They're like, hey, look at this mask. Wear this mask. And I'm like, okay. It's awesome. <laughs> Do you still have it? Can Alex borrow it? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, the, the actual the real wrestler saw it on TV. He's a guy from Mexico, and his name's uh, Please El Santo. 
Okay. I think his name is. And he's a fair, famous Mexican wrestler, and his father was the same, and his grandfather. And he actually saw it and sent me a, a real mask signed no by him, which was kind of cool. Oh, that's kind of cool. So let's talk a little bit about the serious side of your racing career. You had 31 wins in a lot of people's minds in Indy 500. <laughs> what was... More people should clap, but okay. Um, what do you kind of see as your defining kind of time in your career? And, and I remember growing up watching you at Laguna Seca and, and such, and it was you were always the person who was the aggressor and, and, and kind of the, the villain, as you said, but also you won a lot and you had a lot of success. So what was your best years? In your uh, well, the beginning was obviously very good. I won five races in my first full season in 93, and – Probably should have won the championship in, in 03. I mean, not 93, in 03. But I crashed out of too many races. I finished like 30 points back in the championship to Mansell, and I literally probably gave away three three wins where I crashed from the lead, but still won five. Um, 94 was an okay year, and then 95, I won a couple races. I went to Newman, Newman Haas. And then six was a bad year. We had a car that didn't I didn't work very well at Penske. I didn't win a race in six and then seven. You had a Penske car that didn't work well? Yeah, it didn't work well. On, it worked it well on ovals. Like once a decade. Yeah, it worked well on yeah. ovals, but not on road courses. And then and then the oh, the 97 car was actually a really good oval car, but was a horrible car on road courses. And I won three races on the first three ovals of the year. First, first three races of the year were ovals. I think we went to Miami Phoenix, probably? Fe no, it wasn't Phoenix. We went to Rio oh, yeah. and St. Louis. And then we got on the road course swing. And I had a big points lead in the championship in 97 to Zanardi. And then once we got on the road courses, the car was just terrible. I couldn't, we couldn't make it work. We had to raise the car up so high, ride high. It didn't, the, the, under, the under trade just didn't work at all. And we got to Toronto and I was leading the championship still in my home, coming into my hometown. And I, Drove my balls off the whole race and finished like tenth. And Zanardi had passed me in the championship. He won that race, and I got out of the car. And there's all the all the Canadian media waiting for me when I got out of the car, and I was like furious. And uh, they said, "Why were you so terrible today?" <laughs> so, which is exactly what you want to hear when you just got out of a frustrating finish in your home event. Yeah. So I unloaded on air and. And uh, I got shown the door at the end of the year. <laughs> you think that was, like, a big part of it? I, yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Did they tell you that? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool. Cool. It's not so much a suspicion. <laughs> right. As a confirmed fact. But then you went on to Team Cool Green? Yeah, I was kind of hung out. And, like, I didn't, get, I didn't get let go by Penske until after the season was over when all the rides were gone and I was, like, scrambling. I was, like, it was two weeks after the season was over. All, all the rides were gone. And they called me to a meeting and said, hey, blah, blah, blah. And I walked in this, came in this hotel room to meet up with them. And I, I met up with some Penske lawyers. And they handed me some walking papers and said, you're out. And I was like, crap, what am I going to do now? There's no rides. So we started making phone calls. And then Cool uh, picked me up. I had a ride with Cool within 24 hours. But I was lucky because they added a car. It wasn't like they were going to run a second car. They'd signed Dario. And uh, we're going to run a one-car operation. And then, luckily for me, the guy that was running cool at the time was a 
was a Canadian guy named Bob Bexon. You know Bob. Yep. And he signed me up. And uh, I had a relationship with Bob, really, from there on. I went from, stayed with Cool. And when he left Cool, he went to play back to players. And I kind of stayed with him. Joined Forsyth, yeah. So what was, what was Dio Franchitti like as a teammate? He was great. <laughs> <laughs> we had a lot of run-ins. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think you guys got into each other yeah. more than any other teammate combination I've ever seen in IndyCar yes, history. we did. We definitely ran each other hard and didn't give each other any any room at all. I would say probably accidents were more more my fault than his. A couple, <laughs> a couple were his fault that he still won't admit to. Well, of course. No, I understand that. I understand that. But the last one that we had was probably the worst of all of them. We were, we were in Denver, and we'd, we qualified way at the back. It was, was in, in 02, and we were right at the back of the field. Our car was not, not good, and we qualified like 18th and 19th. And we had this team meeting, and we're like, okay, we're just going to get to the first corner, and let's get through the first corner, and then we'll go racing. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> well, we got to the first corner, and I locked up and drilled the back of Dario. And... <laughs> Broke his suspension in the first corner and put him out, and I uh, I can continued to keep going. And it was one of those races where I was having a really good race, and I was, like, passing all these cars, but I had nobody talking to me on the radio the whole race. I'm like, hey, when are we pitting? We'll let you know. <laughs> it was, like, dead silence, <laughs> right? And then they'd say pit, and so I'd come in and pit. And I, I finished the race. I, didn't, I think I finished fourth in the end, and I thought it was a pretty good race, but... There was nobody was talking to me on the radio. Every, everybody was pissed at me. And uh, I got back to the pits and get I get out of the car and I, I get hey, Dario and, and Barry Green are waiting for you in the hospitality. That's not good. Yeah. No. Have you ever so, heard that? Yeah. Oh. Well, we'll get to that. I uh, I have not. So yet. I go back and we you know Dario and, her, and I are like immediately like he's yells at me like what the <laughs> are you doing and you know a couple minutes later where we give each other a hug and we're fine but uh it was when i got back to my motorhome was the real problem i i left there and i walked back to my motorhome and on the door of my motorhome dario and i were like pitted right right next to each other and on the door of my motorhome there's this envelope and i open this envelope and it's a like a five page letter from ashley judd like berating me like <laughs> with Every foul word that you Please can imagine. Please tell me you saved it. Do you still have it? No, I don't. Oh, I no. wish I still had it, but it was a, a five-pager calling me every name in the book. Handwritten? Handwritten. That's dedication. I mean, let's give her some credit, guys. That took a lot of effort. In, like a, in, in a fairly short period of time as yeah, well. Yeah, that's, that's not the right five. Well, I guess you had the whole race. When was the last time? Oh, yeah, good call. Yeah. When was the last time you hand-wrote five pages? Oh, well, I can't talk about that restraining order and stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. So, so after that, years go by. And I, Dario went with, with Andretti and IRL, and I stayed in, in cart with, with Forsyth and players. And I didn't see, I didn't see Dario from 02 till 09. I, came, I went to Indy for the first time in 09. That was the first back. time you saw him in between that? Yeah, I mean, I just wasn't around him. He yeah. was racing somewhere else, and I was racing somewhere else, and I didn't. I mean, I talked to him once in a while, and he did a little stint. In, was he did, did he do a stint in NASCAR? Then, yeah, or was that after? In 08. That? No, it was yeah, 08. so I saw him in a couple NASCAR races, and I went to Indy, 
and got my motorhome in there at the speedway, and I, my guy parked it. I fly in, and I'm parked next to Dario in the motorhome lot again. And uh, one morning, I came out at like 6 in the morning to go to the gym, and there's nobody out there, and I look, I look over, and there's Ashley, and she's just looking at me. All this time later. I All this time later. Happens. And she says, uh, Paul, I need to talk to you. I'm like, oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, comes over, and she's got her, her two dogs, and she says, Paul, I really want to apologize for that, what I did in Denver. I was really upset in the moment, and blah, blah, blah. I said, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Man, she carried that with her all those years. That's pretty serious. Probably why she's uh, gone. We should. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> There's that sarcasm again. Oh, God, I think those cars are on track. We should probably never come back here again. See, this is what he was talking about with Hinchtown. This is the unruly. Yes, that's, that's I, told, I said it. It was a guy that's name started with A and ended with Alexander Oscar. Alexander. Alexander. Um, all right, final question, Paul. Before we get into our final segment, because it's getting dark and Tim didn't adequately prepare, um, two things. One, talk us through. Aside from what you're doing now with NBCSN, like your your motorcycle business, what's that? Well, it's kind of slowed down a little bit. I, I have a company that makes motorcycle parts called Black Label Baggers, and I make like aftermarket parts for Harley Davidson uh, touring bikes, so um, saddlebags, fenders. Tank covers, handlebars, and billet you make parts. them yourself. Well, I have a, or you design I have a CNC shop that makes all the billet parts, and yeah. you know, a guy that does fiberglass work. I'm not there like laying up fiberglass <laughs> myself, but not we, we, away, we yeah. design stuff out and lay it all out the way we want it. Make a prototype, make a plug, and make molds and and do all of that. But it's uh, that that part of like the style of bike that I build was really popular for about eight or nine years, and there's been like a like a trend change and now it's uh Electric. the harley scene is kind of like flat track is really back big oh really so guys are building small short kind of motocross style flat track bikes can you kind of pivot your shop to do stuff for whatever those guys need or well the they problem don't is they don't they because... don't put any aftermarket stuff on their bikes they right. take it all off <laughs> they take all the saddlebags off and all the parts and lighten the bikes and, yeah and strip them all down to nothing there's no money to be made in that Fair, yeah. <laughs> do you have a bike no, God no. no. I'm four wheels. I yeah. don't uh, just only don't that. Do, you yeah. won't even ride your bicycle with me. No, that's I've got to I've got to work for no. I got to put legs. No, I don't. I see I see Connor's riding a lot more. Is he, he working is. out harder? He's he's working out harder, <laughs> but like that was a low bar before. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> that just means working out, really. Uh, but no, he is. He's he's been he's been riding a fair. And amount. I'm the bad person. He's been riding more than me lately. Yes, he has. Absolutely. Um, between all of us here, what's the fastest you've ever driven off the racetrack? Off the racetrack? Yeah, since like it's off track car? with yeah. Hinch and Rossi. It's the fastest you've ever been on a road. We ask all our guests this. I don't think I've been over 200 in a streetcar. I think, I've been, <laughs> okay, I think so, I've been close <laughs> close to it. You I mean, say that like there's a plethora well, of people that Well, I did that, that TV have. show with Tanner Faust, yeah. and we did a lot of different, like, Supercars. So okay, okay, but then let's say in a non-controlled environment. Um, probably 198 or five, six. Like not over 200 though. Still, like <laughs> I like how you're trying to defend it. Like, oh, like not over 200. Like 190 something, but not 198. Not what was that in? My Mercedes. 
that I have right now. I had it up to like 195 or so going to Vegas. The GTS? One time with a group, group of guys. What, yeah. what, what do you have? Of GTS. Yeah. What have you done to it? Because they don't do 190 uh, something. Turbos, downpipes, you know. tune, meth, methanol, water injection. <laughs> it's like 700 horse. I'm sorry, methanol, water injection. Yeah. yeah. What, is, what is that? You lots of power. I know. You I d- you inject methanol and water right at the inlet and of the water. Yes, that's weird. Don't. I, well, what I it don't does is when it, it cools the charge like a like it cools down the what's coming in from the turbos and just like an, in, an extra intercooler. That's neat. I I don't <laughs> have that. I have a Honda Pilot which I have tuned uh, with low fuel sometimes, I, and uh, it's got these lights under the running boards which are pretty cool. I've got I an Acura. It, I can put it in sport mode. I've got an Acura MDX that's got black rims you're welcome i also have that they came from the factory i didn't get them aftermarket <laughs> that was an option it's i'm not cool <clears throat> um anyways okay james introduce the last segment for the final segment of the show we're just cutting tim out of this completely yeah normally we let him introduce it but um he doesn't matter we don't like him yeah so we're not gonna do that it's called battle royale round one fight don't get excited. We're not actually fighting. Uh, what we do is we're going to pick a group of people, and we're each going to select someone from that group that we think would win in an all-out brawl, like battle, fight to the death. And you got to make a case for why you think your guys would win and maybe, like, trash talk why you think our guys are bad choices. And um, today's category uh, is excluding yourself. We're talking sports broadcasters. So think of sports broadcasters. Who do you think would win? I mean, do we narrow this down to no. like Indy? Okay. <laughs> so I guess Alex already has somebody in mind. He absolutely yep. has somebody in mind. Don't worry, Lots of time on the Googles. <laughs> okay. All right. So Alex, then why it's don't easy. you kick it off to give I'm Paul and really I a little I'm not following more. you. Like lost me at hello, but let's go you with this. you got to pick somebody that commentates on sports. So I have to okay. put up that with you think all with, the time. Have you ever seen Anchorman? Yeah. You know the big brawl at the end between all the different news yeah, stations? Yeah, yeah. Imagine that, but with news and like sports broadcasters. It's like with your hands a lot. Any, any, any sports broadcast from any time. You can e- go back in except, time if you want. Except Paul, right? Except Paul. You can't okay. choose yourself. Yeah, that'd be too Because I'd probably choose you. Yeah. Are you done talking? Yeah, you can go ahead. <laughs> it's weird. I don't know sometimes because it just goes on. Are you on, done on. looking like that? Uh, Shaq. That's okay. a terrible yeah. salad. That's the Why? worst. He's like seven foot... Something and can't very move heavy, worth a day. Yeah. Very, he's very old, but very top heavy. Explain to me how you're going to beat him in a fight. Charles I'm, Barkley and him fight all the time. That'd be a good fight. <laughs> <laughs> that would be they a good argue fight. all the time like, like who's, on air. Who's who's, who's going to actually have the capacity? You know who? I'll tell you who. who? Joe Rogan. Oh, good one. Yeah. Joe Rogan commentates. That's on UFC. He's also a very fit, large guy. He's not yeah, tall he's like all, Shaq. He also does a lot of jujitsu. He could yeah. break Shaq's knees, have I, him fall down to his height, and then beat him up. I don't know that you can break his knees. They're like steel, I bet. They're, yeah, they're probably not real anymore. Yeah, That's true. Yeah. That's true. But, but yeah, no, Shaq's a terrible choice. He can't move. He's old. I don't he's know why slow. you don't think he can move. Because he's so big and so old. Because <laughs> you've met him and Shaq, watched his Shaq, like plyometrics. Shaq, if you're listening, because I know you're a fan. Yeah, obviously a big big off track with Hinch and Rossi fans. You're slow and old, and I don't regret it. I'd say it to your face. I'd have to look up to do it, but I'd say it to your face. Paul, do you have a selection here? Because um, Alex, once again, let us down, guys. Let's be honest. Um, you got no that support would for that. Shaq? That could be Shaq or Joe Rogan, and then whoever you pick in a fight. Who would win? 
Or who are you going to pick? It's going to be hard That's to beat up Shaq. Oh. He's like the train. He's a locomotive. Yeah, they get derailed really easily. It's hard to slow him down, though. Yeah, I'm going to go way, way, way off. How about Jerry the King Lawler who's in the wrestling <laughs> industry? <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. How I about mean, that? So, okay, here's why. It's a good, it's a good choice. It's a good choice. Right? Here's Alex why. is like, who the hell? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know who Joe he Rogan is. He doesn't know is. anything. He, Didn't he, he just Googles, have a stroke? <laughs> I don't know who Joe Rogan is. He just Googles the topic that we pick every week, and just the first thing that comes up, that's what he says. It's why he's I lost. Still think, I still think my most famous brothers is the best. Cain the Cain and Abel thing? Yes. That's really a terrible choice. Cain and Abel's my best Awful. choice ever. Okay, but here's why Lawler's going to lose, because he's like, he's like WWE wrestling, right? Yeah. Right, so yeah. that's like not real. That's like fake. That's like that's like one step cooler than dancing, and I can say that. <laughs> We're like Joe Why? Rogan you, is like because you didn't win any competitions. <laughs> that's right. Keep up. Keep up. I did it. Come on. Uh, Joe Rogan does like fighting, fighting. Yes. Where like WWE's like play fighting. It's like no, no. <laughs> so you want to go WWE wrestling? No. What I'm saying is it's Joe Rogan fighting. would beat Shaq. And he would beat. Well, let's let's ask them who they think should win. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, Tim, why don't you run the poll here of uh, right, who we think right. wins so battle royale? Let's, let's start with our guest. Who who thinks Paul Tracy wins this with Jerry Lawler? <laughs> All right, uh, Alexander Rossi's terrible choice of Shaq. Let's who go, thinks wins Shaq. that? Thank uh, you. And the mayor of Hingetown with Joe Rogan. I think that's that's pretty decisively. That's that's it's James. ridiculous. Because you're all in his town. You're all living in his town. Yeah, please remember <laughs> where dumb. you're sleeping tonight, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Until the end of the race. I own you. <laughs> I will raise taxes in Hinchtown. All right. Um, ladies and gentlemen, fortunately, I think that brings us to the end of the show. Fortunately for you guys, anybody listening at home, I want to thank Paul Tracy so much for being on the show. We'd like to thank Technicom and Toronto Motorsports for supporting uh, today's broadcast. And And as always, we really, really, really wish them wasn't here. Of course. And the the paint tour that have so kindly hosted us for now three years. You guys are the best. And we will see you next year, I'm sure. With that, thank you very much, everyone. Have a good night. Thanks, guys. We have a lot of thanks to get out of the way for this live show. To Phil and everyone at Technicom AV, thank you for the audio. To the Pain Tour, thank you for being such gracious hosts. And on a personal note, thank you for the Monopoly Board gift. That's fantastic. We'd like to thank the Fast Cars, Fast Girls podcast for opening the live show for us. And if you're not already a subscriber to their show, subscribe today. We'd like to thank Paul Tracy for coming on as guest. And a very big thank you to Toronto Motorsports for making the stickers that we gave away and the coffee mugs that we got to feel very important having on our table. Visit Toronto Motorsports online by going to tomotorsports.com. This has been Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. You can stay in touch with us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is askofftrack, or you can take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your Instagram or Snapchat story. We're also taking emails at ask at offtrackpod.com and phone calls at 317-731-2372. If we like what you have to say, we'll mention it on the next show, so you better make it pretty good. 
The music you heard on this episode was written by Ryan Dan of Holland Patton Public Library, and the show was produced by Chris Boniello and Jeff Umbro of the Podglomerate, as well as Thim himself, Tim Durham. We'd also like to thank Breakmaster Cylinder for the jingles. Off Track with Hinch and Rossi is a CastBox original. CastBox is the fastest growing and highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all your favorite podcasts. The Podglomerate, a sonic universe. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.